Welcome to Automation Advocates, a show where we will talk about automation, manufacturing, and meet some of the personalities that are involved in the industry and get their perspectives. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy creating. Thanks, and here's the show. Welcome back, Mr. Murray. Hey, welcome back to you. And just a disclaimer for everybody, the voice of reason is too busy today. Too busy. <clears throat> but too busy. we will miss her. Well. Uh, Sarah, too bad. But sometimes it's all right if it's just you and me kicking it's been, it old school. Yeah, it's been a few months. Um, shout out to uh, Nicole Stangle, longtime friend of mine. Um, she uh, really enjoyed it. She's a safety engineer. She does uh, great work over at uh, Sherwin-Williams. She did a nice little shout out and enjoyed our episode with the safety engineering and uh, the Guardian saw and other ideas and safety automation. So Sweet. Sweet. Thanks for listening. Um. Yeah, so you went to uh, Frankfurt, no, Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf. Um, to Interpack. Interpack, yeah. Interpack 2023. First time in six years there's been an Interpack. Really? Yeah, because of the silly. Uh, Does it have an interval too? Three years. Normally it's every three. Yeah, so I'm imagining uh, Interpack is even more machine demo-y centric than my adventures in SPS and Hanover Fatter. Messe, Hanover Messe. Yeah, so having been to SPS, um, really awesome show, right? But it's very much catered to... Selling components. Components, products, you know. Yep. Widgets. Clacks. Boxes that go in boxes. Yep, yep. Um, Screens that go into boxes with arms on them. Right. It's my favorite. (laughs) I want my screen <laughs> to have three axes of motion because my operator moves around said machine. Right. right. But they do have cool things like robots playing ping pong. So yeah. do you have any faves that you saw at Interpack? Because, I mean, Interpack is about packaging CPG, right? Consumer packaged goods. Totally, yeah. So I would say like a two-thirds of the show is machinery. So things that put things in boxes, bags. How about liquids in bottles? Yeah. Yeah, um, all of that, right? So anytime. How about gummies and wrappers? Oddly enough, I don't know that I saw any. How about chocolates and foils? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Lots Um, of good chocolates in in the Europe. Oh, man. I, uh, on the way back, I found some at the airport from a company called Tony's. Oh, yeah. Tony's has been around forever. So I didn't realize that. And the only time I had seen them was at REI. But you're in Europe, dude. I know. They're from there. Well, I didn't realize that. And yeah. so then they had the variety pack, so I got myself a variety pack. Yeah, I saw that. You got the variety pack. You got the little bitty variety pack. Well, There's the biggie variety I'm, pack. I'm trying to watch my Good girlish figure. Good for you. So. Good for you. <laughs> and if I open up that 1,500-calorie yeah, bar, yeah, I'm yeah, firing yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Binary. So, yeah. So it was all uh, all machinery, except for the other third was the materials side. Right, so all the plastics and papers and things that you would put. Uh, How about shoes and boxes? Nope, didn't see any of that. Is that at the Asian version of Interpack? You think? So I mean, Puma's just down the road. I suspect if I'm a gambling man, yeah. shoes are probably hand packed. Really? I, I would almost think so. I, are you kidding me? Mm, they sold 164 million dollars in Air Jordans the first year. I just saw the movie, so I know all this stuff. Because if they make a movie about it, we know about it. Right. I, That's so, a lot of shoes, man. I mean, they'll have a Casey Rector. 
But I spell that out for people. E R E. No, 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 no. You're taking a flat box and you're making it into a box. <laughs> That's what a case erector is, right? Yeah, you. I'm take trying them. to help out, you know, Tammy in in Memphis. You know, shout out to Tammy. Uh, yeah. No, so yeah. You can't just director. drop case erector like everybody. <laughs> everybody's listening, seeing case erector and commissioned one. Come on, man. Yeah, so when you look at a box, and this is true of cartons, so let's back up. So a carton would be something that would handle eaches, small pieces, right? So it's the... So like that five-pack of Tonys you got? That's a carton. That's a carton. Right. And And for those of you at home that don't know what we're talking about, a a Tonys, it's like a Snickers bar, but it's a sampler pack. And so they put five flavors in. Yeah. And then you bought it for 35 euro. Yeah. And then they put what? 40 of those into a case correct so right. we had a carton and then we had a case yes um but okay. cartons and cases both uh you know either corrugate or they come board, flat they come flat so flat. from our friends at verative or whoever makes the cardboard West rock or yeah yeah yep. graphic packaging pick your pony yeah um and then those are either folded around the product so that'd be like a wrap there's a bunch of different styles right there's a top load side load um, we don't have to go into all the details, but yes, they uh, they come in flat. We form the box. We put the stuff in the box. We put the box in a box. So you really think out. that Nike is just because they they're made in Bangladesh or wherever? They're just they're they're doing a case erector, and then they're just dropping in my Jordans and wrapping them in in velour tissue paper. I, I yes, that would be my bet. I, I could very well be wrong. Wow. But that would be my bet. Yeah, um, you're probably right. I mean, I've seen Eaton make contactors, and it's heavy hands. Well, and, and even in the U.S., we've got some. So I, I work a lot with, uh, obviously, packaging OEMs because it's what I do every day. Uh, there are still a lot of what I would call like semi-automatic or hand-load cartoning machines out there. It's hard so, to be a human for $22 an hour. Totally, totally. Yep. The only problem is vacations. Or illness. Sure, that's a vacation. <laughs> or smoke breaks, which is yeah. also a vacation. Production, production sees it as just vacation. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so there's still a fair amount of those machines that are out there. Um, baggers, production lines that are out there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. I, I know people that sell piles of that type of machine. Um, yeah. But what's because because your number one competitor in any type of innovation is second best alternative. Right. And guess what? Second best alternative is three hundred thousand dollars cheaper. Your ROI is realized in six months with a semi automatic, you're gonna go with the ROI because right. most likely what your most companies are run by two types of people, salespeople or bean counters. Right. And unfortunately, in my opinion, and I'm biased as heck. <laughs> Bean counter's been winning a lot lately. Yeah. Winning the job at the top. Well, and I think as money in the market tightens up, that's going to become even more true, right? As the the Fed mucks with rates and makes money more expensive. Yeah, I think we're jumping out of our realm here, but yeah. No, I I mean, we're we're seeing it, right? Sure, but salespeople win. You You can overcome the bean counter. But but here's an example. So for the last three years, banks haven't really needed an ROI for some of this stuff. Like if you had a even a loose story, you were golden. Yep. 
I know. I feel like I missed the boat by like three years on a couple things I'm working on, but that's yeah. okay. And now people are like, ooh, we're going to need a detailed business plan. Yeah, I got that. So it's it's changing today. Yeah. You can't sell the dream as easy as you, you have to sell a product or, or some type of value. Yeah. You can't just go, I've got this really cool ice cream machine. Right. It shoots out 32 flavors. One nozzle. Why doesn't yeah. that exist yet? Oh, because the hand scooper guy wins. Well, it does exist with those little gel ones. You know what I'm talking about? The soft serve where it's got the extra color swirl on it that's flavors. In the gas station? Uh, Maybe. I think I saw them at like, the amusement parks, too. Yeah. Gross. I'm not saying it's the Did answer. Did you see them at Interpack? No. Bringing it back? No. See any cool on-the-fly batching... Fun value add. Um, is it just really about putting packaging material around stuff? Yeah. So the the couple things cool that I saw, um, there's a company out of Canada called Planer Motors. Mm. Um, so you've seen like the Magnamotion and iTrack stuff that we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So these guys have... Uh, For those of you at home, Justin used to move coasters around with magical magnets. And we also move food or... So it literally looks like an air hockey table with a bunch of coasters rolling around. It looks like either controlled or or, uh, uncontrolled chaos. So that is what the planer is. It's literally a tabletop with a bunch of little moving vehicles around flying. And uh, it's cool, right? So it's, in my opinion, it's kind of expensive. There's, you know, there's a lot of infrastructure to make that air hockey table of linear magic. Mm -hmm. Um, But really cool. And it doesn't um, take vacations. It doesn't take vacations. The other thing that I thought was really rad, and Europe is is leading the charge on this, was the, uh, you know, the Save the Turtles uh, six pack rings. Yeah, those are all coming out paperboard. Hmm. Or uh, a company called KHS has one where it's just glue. I thought it was ducks too. We're not just saving turtles. Ducks, maybe sea lions if they're baby ones. I don't know, dude. Seals are. Massive meters, mean, mean, mean. They are. Have you seen the stuff on uh, your favorite town, San Francisco? Oh, oh yeah. seals are just, they can't be touched, and so yeah. they're just, just running shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Murderous. And, and they like fighting each other out there yeah, too yeah, on yeah, the yeah, docks. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so they're replacing the the plastic six pack rings. Are we talking about like the hard plastic ones that cover the whole thing, or just the ring ring? Uh, so. It, I'm not sure where the legislation stands today. I know the ring ring for sure. Um, what's interesting about the paperboard version, number one, you can get one that just literally looks like the ring ring that pops down over the top. And we're talking laminated cardboard or how they get in the strength? Yep. So think of, actually, it's more of a paperboard. So think of like the, the board that would go like your macaroni and cheese box, but mm-hmm. thicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're able to do some perforations to get it to kind of tuck underneath the lip and it, it yeah, comes up structure. I'm, am I able to pull, you can, I, can I, I can reach into the truck and pull a six pack out. Totally. No problem. And it won't pull the, it won't remove the can. Mm-mm. Nope. It, and, and I did that, right? I, yeah. Because I'm that guy. Totally. Um, I'm sitting there shaking it and doing yeah. all sorts of stupid stuff. What was the beverage? Uh, I don't remember what they had in there. One of them was like a canned water, not the the liquid death, but yeah, I've, whatever European stuff that I had never seen sure. before, so it didn't matter. Sure. Um, but the other piece that was cool about it is they had it where you could do like a wrap around over the top of the cans, 
So then you could print. Totally. Or, yeah, a- any of that. QR right? code. QR code. Give me a photo graphics. of you smashing this on your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other side product of that, like, I go to gas stations often because I'm on the car a lot. You're in the car a lot. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, I enjoy a good Diet Coke or a Monster periodically. Yeah, yeah. Liquid Death. Liquid but. Death is fantastic. So you grab the can, and there's schmutz on the top of the can. Yeah. Well, if you have a paperboard over the top, you don't get the schmutz on the can. A lot less. It's amazing. Mm. Brilliant idea. That yeah. means the inside of my shirt will be cleaner. Yes. That's exactly what that means. Yeah, where you and I go, yeah. or we wipe it with our shirt. Yeah, yeah, but, wipe it with your shirt. Uh, yeah. But what if you're on your way to a wedding and you don't want to untuck your fancy shirt? <laughs> you got options now, right? Mm. That's why I've come up with this really neat product called the uh, the car the car napkin. It's always there. It's microfiber. <laughs> it's got a nice little lanyard uh, pull tight that goes around your gear shifter. Almost like a handkerchief of old. It's kind of like a handkerchief, but it uh, it unfolds to cover up your whole lap in case you've got to eat a burrito while you're driving 80 miles an hour and you don't want to have some guacamole on your crotch when you get to that call. I think that's a brilliant... Uh... I've been thinking about this for 12 years. No big deal. <laughs> There's even a little side pocket for a little wet nap in case you get a little dirty. There you go. You know, a little need moisture. I keep the napkins in the... And if you uh, sign up now, we'll send you refillable wet naps you know, on a <laughs> monthly basis or a subscription plan for only three ninety nine. We got to up that. Why? Inflation, man. Nah. It's got to nah, be at least no. $5.99. I got this really cool robot that packages wet naps for me. <laughs> 12-year-old, he puts them in a box, puts a little stamps.com on it, and... There you go. Off to you. Um... I actually have customers that make the wet nap stuffers. And as sure COVID went uh, bonkers. Yeah. They changed them into alcohol wet naps. Yeah. Yeah. Printed money. Yeah. Printed money. Yeah. Unlike um, the guys who overproduced on uh, hand sanitizer, now they can't give it away. <laughs> like, hey, you can use it to start a fire. I'm like, dude, really? This is what we're doing? So this is going to sound weird, speaking of fires yeah. and uh, sanitizers. So... I was at a track meet yesterday. Mm-hmm. Had to use the porta potty because mm-hmm. I had one too many cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. Somebody, it appears, had lit the hand sanitizer canister on fire because all that was left was a charred black. Dude, it's been chunk cold lately up here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're sitting in a hot a porta potty trying to get warm, I mean. But you, you, you got two places you can light things on fire. And I think that's the safest one. I do not support the vandalism of any porta potty. That's rude. Oh, it was sorry to hear that. Was weird. Yeah. Sorry to so hear that. You, you were at SPS last. What's the last show you've been to? November. Um, I went to IMTS and, and SPS last year. Uh, I'm going to SPS again this year. Uh, trade shows are fun. It's um, as a sales guy. Uh, lifelong sales guy. Uh, I think it's uh, kind of like the playoffs, you know? Yeah. I really enjoy it. Um, you get to see the future. You get unprecedented access to people that aren't hidden behind email addresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get VOC from a manufacturer's perspective. So voice of customer which is, in my opinion, the the ultimate c- currency. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's both potential and actual customers. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're if you're using product and you haven't talked to the manufacturer directly because your sales channel isn't awesome or I don't know, somebody's got a travel restriction because it's, you know, their budget was used up by April and they didn't get to you. Well then, you know, go to the trade show and stick your nose in their face. Hopefully the trade show booth is manned, uh, occupied um, by more than just business development people. No offense to business development people, but I think it's nice when you put an engineer in a booth. Sure. A lot of the um, booths that of the manufacturers that we work with, they're generally uh, filled with both, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everybody benefits from it. It's a very, uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan of velocity. It, it, you can get a lot done. Mm-hmm. Um, executing beyond the trade show is, you know, that's critical as well. But I think you can really get between step zero and step three in certain things. So that's great. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, we both have, um, I bet we could do a whole episode on half baked ideas that come to trade shows. Totally. Totally. Right. Or so, my favorite is the, uh, and this is not meant to be discriminatory, mm-hmm. but when you go to some of the big shows, IMTS is a perfect example, mm-hmm. like in the basement of McCormick in the back, back corners, like, the cheap, the, the, the cheap, the Alibaba wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you find some of the wildest microelectronic magic, and you're like, oh, yeah. man, if I could only scale and productize that, that's so cool. Yeah, like, or you go to Hanover Fair, and you go to China Row, and that's if you go I'm to China, yeah, yeah, if you go to China Row and Hanover Messe on, on, like, Thursday with a wad of euros, you can walk out with a lot of stuff if you're so inclined, you know? You can get a knockoff Pelican case and fill it right there. Then you can go a couple booths over and fill it full of piezoelectric sensors. And be like, well, I'm going to make some cool stuff today, you know. But will it blow up on the airplane on the way back? Will it get through security? You know, right. I don't know. You know. Might want to ship that with DHL. I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm I've got a trade show coming up uh, for heavy bikes. Um, which is really exciting. Thank uh, you for the hat, by the way. You're welcome. Most comfortable hat I own. I've Thank you for the, the support. I mean, yeah. you're the impetus, so or one of them. So, um, heavy bikes got uh, into or accepted into Made, which is the largest North American custom bike show. Cool. Very cool. And uh, we're across the path from Onyx Racing Hubs, which is exciting. Uh, they're out of. Uh, Old town south or outside of uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota. They've got a couple BMX gold medals behind their hub design. They, shout out to Onyx. They've got a lot of great strength and confidence building uh, products there. And then um, I guess more importantly, we're I think we're three booths away from the beer tent. So it's an outdoor show in Portland, Oregon for oh, four days. Man. So that's, uh, that's exciting. Uh, probably have to uh, tie our swag into uh, corresponding to said beer tent. Yeah. Uh, my favorite idea about the, the trade show uh, from being at, I mean, this will be my first time attending a trade show from a actual manufacturer, not representing a manufacturer mm-hmm. or working with manufacturers is that there's two days of media. And generally the, some of the trade shows we go to like SPS has a media day, it's generally the first day of the show or the afternoon before the show, yeah. depending on the setup schedule. And um, you can see people having, you know, legitimate media like interviews. But mm-hmm. 
at Made because it's a bike show attended by a bunch of bike nerds. Yeah. What do they do? They shut the whole thing down at one o'clock and go, we're going on a four hour bike ride. Boom. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. So what would be interesting to me, and I'm way too chubby to try to pull this off, but I think they should get some, actually I could lead you on an e-bike. That's how we can do this. Cause I would not keep up with you normally, but you I know. Want, I mean, come on. Who cares? No, no, no. I know. I know. But what I'm getting at is I want well, a, next year you'll come to made on the, and the heavy bike e-bike. Yeah. If, if we're so inclined. Yeah. Um, but what I want is on the bike interview. So I want like a GoPro mounted on your bars. Kind of like the interview they did with the jockey at the Kentucky Derby. I'm not seeing no. Oh, they put no. this. So this dude, I swear to the guy, the guy's from Venezuela, right? He's 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 like and they're little. Yeah. No, he's like four foot four. You know, <laughs> he's, he's one one and a half meters for our friends in Europe. Right? Seventy three pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the dude is just up there, and he is just emotional as he should be. He just crushed the one of the biggest races in the world. And they have this other dude who's on a on an equally sized horse, but this person is two bills, and um, they've got those overly uh, nice helmets, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I'm looking at your snowboard helmet. It's kind of like that, but it, it looks like it has it's covered in you know velvet. Oh yeah, yeah, right? totally yeah. is. Right? Yeah. And then they have a 4K uh, GoPro, kind of like dangled off like that microphone on the guy going to Sergis on his gold wing yeah, with his lady, you know, because yeah. he's not really a Harley Davidson guy, but he wants to talk to his lady behind oh, him. Yeah. So they've got this GoPro attachment. that looks like a, you know, like a can headset, like we're wearing. Yeah, yeah. And that thing is looking at the, uh, the Venezuelan jockey, right? <laughs> and then the interviewer, I didn't know this is a deal, but the interview then is responsible for holding basically the head of the horse. They just won the race, yeah. holding the reins. So they're like, they're jacking the head of the racehorse kind of over on the neck of the interviewer's racehorse. Yeah. And then apparently that's going to free up the jockey to stabilize because there's not really a saddle, right? I mean, right. it's like, oh, here, ride an envelope on the back of a horse at right, 35 right. miles an hour. Yeah. And so, yeah. So you want to do a bike interview like that? Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. Okay. I think you could do it with AirPods pros yeah probably they had good noise I mean, cancellation i've had conversations i was on a conversation yeah. last night on a bike i mean i wasn't running fast yeah and but that and like i said just the little uh have you well you've seen it on like the hockey players where they have like the four foot stick off their helmet yeah that that like uh 360 yeah, so, dingo yeah yeah, yeah. You can do something like that i don't know have but, you seen those cameras they make now for bicycling that are like uh liability coverage cameras they automatically snap license plates no, but I need one. Yeah, so forward is like 329, backward is like 280. Yeah. And integrated lights, uh, yeah. seven-hour capture. and Perfect. They automatically capture license plates, and there's like three competitors. GoPro, there's Garmin, and then there's this other one. Search the C. We should look them up. But anyway, uh, it's a pretty compelling, you know, uh, value stream. It's like, hey, if you get hit by a taxi while driving idiot and they claim that you veered into them and they didn't veer into you and you're knocked out and you can't remember every, anything yeah. besides, you know, you woke up and got on your bike that morning. Well, 
this will cover your ass. And oh, it's, so it's part of the Var. So I'm a Garmin guy. Full yeah. disclosure, right? It's part of the Varia series. I was just looking at getting just the radar only one. Yeah. So at least I have an awareness that some idiot's coming up on on my back. Yeah. So my guys, my question is: is the one that's going backwards? Does it does it have a, a vibrator in it so that it vibrates my seat post and I can feel it in my butt? No. So the Why way not? the way it could um, come on the way the let's, Garmin let's one do works. That, guys. So it pairs with my head unit. Okay. So just like it pairs with your heart rate strap and your cadence sensor, mm-hmm. you can pair the head unit and the Varia together, mm-hmm. and it will start flashing a color on your screen as yeah. something's coming up. I want up. my butt to vibrate. And I think you can even get a live video feed with these new ones. If I, I don't want to look down. I don't want I don't want any distractions. <sighs> I then, want it. Then let's put a vibrator give me, on give me, give me haptic feedback in my seat. <laughs> I, I think this is an innovation. I think this is this is really smart. Find the non-Garmin one. Which other brand am I looking at? I don't here? know. Just Google rear-facing camera with light rear and license capture. Bike camera. I swear it starts with a C. I meant to buy it the other day. Cyclic. Yeah, there you go. Told you. Cyclic C. bike camera. C Y C L I Q. Like you're already mounted on my seat post. Why can't you just vibrate that like the seat in the you know the GMC pickup? You when gonna, you got lane departure. You're going to feel that through your, uh, yeah, you'd feel Through that. my elastomer uh, absorbent seat post from Never. Cane Creek? I want to get one of those stems from them so bad. What's wrong? Is your credit card broken? <laughs> I bought a new rifle recently, so oh. I'm, oh, I'm you on have a, a budget? bit of a spending freeze. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not a huge uh, spending freeze, but mm. I should wait a month. Okay. All right. But then, yes, okay. on my list is the uh, the Thud Buster stem. And, uh, yeah, I get the ESS, I think is what it is. That's the carbon one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they make one for you. No, they do. I've looked at them. Yeah. Um, they've got them in stock at Freewheel. Good. It's like Shout out to Freewheel. 275 bucks for my, my new favorite bike shop. I love Freewheel. Are you a freak? I am a fanatic. Yeah, fanatic. That's fanatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a loyalty claim for those of you not in the in the know. It's Once a, a month coupon, pretty solid. It's fantastic. Makes you feel like you got pro deal month, twelve months out of the year. I know it's great. It's Love great. it. Um, so, so trade shows. I think. Yeah. Uh, I advocate that everybody go to more trade shows. Um, it's a great way to meet people, especially you get the col- cultural uh, cross. There's a trade show I think this week in Detroit that we probably should be at, but we. I'm going. Automate. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I so, wasn't supposed to go, but I'm going. <laughs> what are you going to just drive the Malibu or what? No, I'm flying. Um, Pierre of mine uh, had knee surgery. So it, it's not oh, my so you're show. Spotting in? I'm a stunt double. Yeah. So yeah. what's the <laughs> stunt double? That's good. And we're not anything alike, but. So yeah. what's the scope of your responsibility? So I'm going to be there three days out of the four or five, whatever it is. Um, is it this week? Like Tuesday? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll be there. Ooh, wow. um, I think it starts Monday. It's aggressive um, doing it before Memorial Day weekend, but hey, go for it. Yeah, that. so this show will go live Wednesday of the show, so I will be actively at Automate. We are recording before that. Um, allegedly. So, allegedly. No, it is. Um, <laughs> we're going back in time. Um, so my goal, like, we, we've got a small booth with our uh, emulation software. What's a small booth? Uh, Instead of 10,000 square feet, you're down to two. Either, I think it's a 20 by 20-ish, so 400. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A um, couple of big monitors and some supercomputers attached to them. To no VR goggles? Maybe VR goggles. I don't know. Do you got the bubble chairs? 
Uh, I don't know if the egg chairs will be there. I know, like, our team with their giant Alienware computers, and most of them have the uh, the Samsung, yeah. the Vive. Sure. Whatever. Y- you can totally VR. Hey, quick, quick, uh, quick aside, because, you know, she's not here, so we can jump into tangents. Yeah. What was the food menu at the Rockwell booth in Dusseldorf? Go. There was, like, a goulash one day. Um, what about the vegetarian option? I didn't look. I think you could Dessert? get it without meat. Uh, also didn't look at the dessert. So I didn't eat in the booth. So I didn't Not work allowed? the booth. Yeah, so I didn't work the booth. Oh, you were a visitor? I was a visitor. Wow. Me and my boss VIP. were there. Totally, yeah. So um, we sat in the booth for a little bit and had some meetings with some customers, but we ate out in the uh, the courtyard with the food trucks. Yeah. Um, what was the beer schedule in the booth? I want to say it was like 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock? Yeah. Wow, that's delay for Dusseldorf. I don't... So SPS or Hanover, I know for sure you could start at about ten thirty. I'm sure you could have. I, totally. I guess I should back it up. So we weren't in our booth probably until like two o'clock every day. Um, <laughs> so we we spent all morning walking. I got the eighteen halls. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting about the show is eighteen halls, not eighteen holes. Yeah, halls, halls, buildings, if you will. Um, what's interesting about the shows there versus the ones here? Every booth has a kitchen. Yes, and a catering staff. And a catering staff, and many of them have a mezzanine. Correct. And we're not talking like a single couch. We're talking like a whole second booth, second level. And it's just meeting rooms, so you can have a quiet conversation because it can get quite loud in there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Eaton in 18, I think, they were they were promoting a new push-button line. And so at the, at the uh, where they had stand-up tables... For eating and drinking, you yeah. had a push one of the new push buttons integrated into the table. It was oh, really cool. well done. Cool. So you could hit that, and then a stack light would fire, and then staff would show up. Staff would show up and be like, yes, sir. So the question I have, and and you've been to shows for setup and teardown before. Yeah. No. Not really. I'm a, I'm, I don't participate. So here's state I observe. Side. Yeah. So I've participated in setup Last sure. decade, right? Sure. Let's just call it that. Um, it's a madhouse because everything ships in big wooden crates. Yep. Uh, Especially in, internationally. Yep. And if you're in most of these cities, it's union labor. So the, the union folks show up with their fork trucks and their hammers and screwdrivers. And they uncrate everything. They they lay it all out. And then carpet shows up. And it's for like a pack expo. Move-in is, call it a week. Right by the time you get everything moved in, what's interesting about the European shows, and I have not been there for setup. Not only like in the U.S., we worry about electricity primarily and sometimes air, but I would say most booths we don't even worry about air anymore. People either pack a compressor or it's all electric grippers and things like that now. In Germany, you have to worry about all the plumbing, right? Because they're wet bars. There's food. There's wet bars. They're- they don't have quick connects. It's got to be, but you can't see it. Like, I, because I, I wasn't that guy. I'm looking around going, well, where the hell's all the water coming Dude, out? my favorite thing about the, the, the Germany trade shows we haven't even covered is, is the restrooms. Do tell. Oh, I don't know how you make it in Europe uh, in a wheelchair. A. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the concept of ADA just, you know, it's completely different. Yeah. And, like, for every restroom, to my knowledge, I'm sure there's... 
I'm sure there's six toilets on on the SPS fairgrounds that are not this, but the majority of restrooms at SPS in Nuremberg are subterranean via a giant spiral staircase or or you know a couple flights of stairs down. Sure, sure. And and then where we would put three stalls, they'll put eight. And where we'll put, you know, eight urinals, they'll put 17. Yeah, and it was a lot snugger. That's a fact. Yeah, and and then and then there's no paper towels. It's all it's all the cloth stuff. Yep. Which is great. Sure. Cuz then and then they have just top shelf attendants. They have people yeah. working those restrooms yeah. and keeping them pristine. It's pretty great considering how much alcohol and you know, food and drink is out there to your oh, point. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't, I would love to know if you showed up the week before, if you could see like, is there like a manifold and they say, Hey, each zone of the floor has a manifold every 10 meters. Right. You know, it's gotta and, then, be. and then you plug your drains in, you plug your, because those booths are what? Five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars 600000 It's gotta be. At least. Yeah. I mean the Wago booth is ten thousand square feet. Yeah, no, they're they're gigantic. It has a hallway going through the middle of it. Right. So that regular attendance traffic can walk through your booth right. without actually going into your booth. Uh-huh. And then my my other favorite fun fact that they do, I think they do this better in Europe than they do in America. They offer I don't know if it's in the design of the booth or it's the offering of the services of the fairgrounds, mm-hmm. they offer different floors. So because you're traversing through the fairgrounds, mm-hmm. you can use the sensation of touch to designate when and where your booth starts. As far as like the carpet or padding or... Padding, or yeah. Or, so, um, or lack of padding. Totally, way. lack of padding. Uh, but oh God, their name is... Starts with an F. Air, they're big in the air. Uh, pneumatic game. Oh, Festo. Yeah, yeah. Fe- thank you. Festo has notoriously has at Hanover Messe, and I believe even at um, SPS has a, a noticeably, and it's got to be two hundred millimeters of cushion. Really? So you're walking along, and we could be having a very in depth conversation about last night's dinner with so and so. And then all of a sudden, our brain will get triggered, and then we'll know we're in the Festo booth. Because you slow down because of the squish. And we can, you know how peripherally you can just be in a conversation and not looking at what you're doing, and all of a sudden, you're like, you're like oh, and your back relaxes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you take, you take a breath, and you look around, and some wacky German is flying a drone <laughs> that apparently sorts your packages or the dolphin robot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Describe the dolphin robot. Uh I mean, I've been seeing and I I think Festo's making some of these, but they've got one that looks like a butterfly and one that looks like a dolphin just doing research on how things move and flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I like I like the interactive booths. Like uh uh I sh- I played uh foosball with uh our old friend Toby from Wago oh, sure. one year at yeah. the Pills booth. And so you you would you would Pills was trying to sell you light curtains. So you're sitting there playing foosball and I quickly learned that Toby played a lot of foosball in college and his skills have not diminished. <laughs> and and then 
if for whatever reason, if you got to go and like, you know, every now and then a ball gets in a place you can't get to it. If you go in and reach and grab the ball, well, then you're 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 going through the light curtain. Yeah. So then that triggered some type of like break. Yeah, like I think it inhibited your ability to spin the sure sure the the dudes the players, and that was really cool. Did you ever bust anyone when you were younger with the foosball table as they reached their hand in there? No, but I went to college at engineering school, and I'll never forget the the, the fraternity that I was friends with, the Triangle Fraternity guys. They these, and I'm sure there's other fraternities and 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 sororities that can do this. They could take a a ball on a foosball table. And they could dolphin kick it, right? So they kick it with the heels of the player mm-hmm. from the defense, mm-hmm. arc over all the rods, and mm-hmm. put it in the goal. Jeez. And I was like, hey, dudes, like you've spent a little bit too much time here. I mean, yeah. the, the cup holders are well worn on the sides of this tornado yeah. table, yeah. and you're 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 working in a in the Z dimension, which generally isn't at play in the uh, foosball game. Toby yeah. didn't do that because it would have shut down the game. Right, if you would have launched the ball through the light curtain. Well, it would have shut down the rods, but maybe that's your advantage because as it's coming back down, there's no defense. True, true, true. <laughs> I mean, that would have been amazing. Well, but yeah, playing playing foosball or playing ping pong against a robot, it's a really safe and interactive way to show people like, hey, man, this is how our product works. Yeah. This is a fun... I think... If there's anything I've learned in the last three, four years, like having context mm-hmm. is so important. And we have all these catalogs, we have all these websites, we have all these webinars, but going to a trade show, if the trade show booth is designed correctly, there is context. Well, and, and not only that, and this gets back to what you and I do for a living, um, it helps you tell the story. Correct. Showing and, versus telling. And now you go away with a story that's retellable. Correct. Which is even more powerful. Correct. Because you can go back to your boss and be like, you're never going to believe what I saw. And here's Correct. this thing and how it was done. And oh my gosh. Yep. I have yep. to have one. Yep. Yep. I mean, yep. That's, that's the whole thing. Or more importantly, you go tell a customer. You're like, hey, dude. For, for you and I, yeah. yeah. But yep. if you're like, you know, Stevie working at Joe's Foods. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Stevie. <laughs> right. <laughs> By the way, we are a world-renowned podcast. What does that mean? Um, people listen to us all over the world. Shout out to New Zealand. Um, maybe. Uh, hang on. Uh, so it, are we shipping stickers long ways? We need to reorder. We haven't them, shipped stickers, but I, I through Captivate, I can see where people are listening, and it's all over the place. Um. What's interesting, too, I guess, for me, speaking of being world-renowned, um, every time I go somewhere, and this is kind of getting back to your your safety engineer thing, people are like, hey, man, great show. Yeah, I'm I, like, what? I, How do I you appreciate the well-received uh, fun things. Do we yeah. have any guests in San Marino? Uh, I got uh, schooled this week uh, by my uh, uh, soon-to-be 13-year-old. He informed me that San Marino is actually a small country within the country of italy i did not know that um so we have in numerical order the u.s canada the uk australia india spain brazil finland denmark sweden switzerland egypt germany saudi arabia singapore other i'm not sure what that is belgium jamaica other is that uh remember that that country that was on the the in the north sea (laughs) 
on the uh, oil rig. Oh, <laughs> what's that called? C, 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 not C Shepherd. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, the guy who's like, I'm the king of this place. <laughs> I think the he's, only resident. Yeah, I think he's running a Bitcoin farm. Right. I hope that worked out. Yeah. So uh, Jamaica, Mexico, New Zealand, Ukraine, Chechnya, South Africa, Iraq. Iraq. Netherlands, Turkey, Algeria, Guatemala, Hong Kong, Hungary, Iran, Ireland. I'm running tomorrow. Israel, Italy, Philippines, <laughs> Poland, Qatar, Romania, Serbia, and South Shout Korea. Shout out to Romania. Dude, like, great place. Woodwork. Been there. It's wow. crazy. You think, the, I, I wonder how many of those are not real and they're just VPNs. <laughs> you know what I'm not doing is like VPNing through North Korea to get to the rest of the world. No, so you said we had, we don't have North Korea. That was South Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. still wild. They could um, be forming North Koreans in South Korea, though. Yeah, so I think that's been the weirdest part for me in the last year. Imagine if we had a website that was, you know, interactive. And <laughs> we can have people, this is me giving Justin crap on there. This well, is, I could multitask, but you told me to turn my monitor. <laughs> get to work, clicky-clack. I can talk. I don't need your your help. There's no VOR and you're clicky-clacking? Oh. Turn this into a Bill Burr show. Man, and my keyboard is clicky. I appreciate the clicky. It's also lit up like a 90s rave. Well, so when you get old and your eyes get shitty, it's nice to have uh, lights. That's what glasses are for. I have glasses. I noticed. I'm due for a new prescription, I think, in the next year. There's a robot. You laser etch that baby. Uh, they got to be. It's already got to be done that way. Yeah. It has to be. Look at my eyes. They're lasered. 2010. You What's let somebody up? shoot you in the face with a laser? All day. Do you know we can destroy missiles with lasers? Yeah. So what if my face explodes like a missile? Dude, I was number nine hundred and or ninety nine thousand six hundred and seventy eight. Wow! I, I, I looked at the statistical <laughs> quality analysis and then I said, "Pretty sure this is safe." It's probably safer than driving to and from the damn uh, surgery center. Well, I don't think you can drive from afterward. Yeah, I mean, maybe give or take. You put some fancy sunglasses on. I remember when I had kidney stones, they're like, yeah, you can't drive out of here. Really? Yeah. Because you're all hopped up on I had a kidney stone after a run one time, and I drove home. What's your problem? (laughs) I told them I was going to drive home. That was the problem. And they're like, no, you're not, sir. I mean, it's painful. (laughs) Call someone. Get a bus. (laughs) Did you take any fun modes of transport while you are in Germany? Uh, The train. Which Um, one? So we landed in Amsterdam. It was my boss, myself, and uh, one of our super smart tech guys out of Atlanta. Did you take the train right from Amsterdam Central into Dusseldorf? Yes. Smart. Yeah. Um, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so it was the three of us on the way to Dusseldorf, and it was just me solo on the way back. Did you get your own Harry Potter cabin, or did you sit amongst the peoples? Uh, pretty much a Harry Potter cabin. Did you get the flatbed pizza and the... Uh, no, and the, uh, I didn't get any food. Really? Um, but it was... What was interesting was, and and it's you know it's people density, right? Totally. Um, number one, the Deutsche Bahn, the DB uh, app. Yeah, it's great. Pretty awesome. Like mm-hmm. in real time, you know where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that I screwed up, so I I took from Dusseldorf to some intermediary station where I had to do a transfer. Sure. As I got there, my train in Cologne or where? I don't know. Okay. Um, I'd have to go back and look. But as I got there, my train was canceled. So they reroute? 
uh they're just like hey um click on the app thing and find a new train and i'm like uh and so some of the trains do really good having signs on them that say we are train 1321 and our next stop is yeah Schiphol. yeah that's the airport in amsterdam correct um which is where i was headed because the last night in town there i stayed at the airport mm-hmm. that way i woke up where i needed to be uh hi radisson radisson sure they're all right there yeah literally attached via skywalk mm-hmm. um so i took the wrong train the wrong direction for 20 minutes so then you're in downtown amsterdam no 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 no. so oh, i was you went still, out the country yeah i was still like an hour <laughs> away from amsterdam oh did you have to like move around in Rotterdam and then go up to Amsterdam? You think? No, it was, it was, it was still on the Germany side. Oh. Um. Anyway, but because I'm a dumb American, I was like, uh, and I got on the wrong train, going the wrong direction because there was no label on it, and I was panicking. I'm like, oh shit! If I don't get on this train, I'm gonna miss my train. Yeah, you had a fifty-fifty decision making. Yeah, so I went the failed. wrong direction. Sure. But then when I got to the next station, I pulled up my app because after about five minutes, I went, mm, I'm going the wrong way. Hey, so, DB, put a compass in the app, eh? Right. <laughs> or just better signs on the trains. Um, so then I get to the next station, and I'm looking, and I'm watching the signs going, okay, this one is definitely going to Amsterdam because there's a little airport symbol next to it in Schiphol. Yep. So I get on the next train going the other direction. All is right in the world. Sure. The gal comes by, and uh, she's like, ticket, please. And I'm like, so full disclosure, I think I have the right ticket, and I think I'm on a train going where I need to be. I don't know if this is still valid. Yeah. If I need to give you money, I will gladly give you money, but... Don't arrest me. Yeah, don't arrest me, and I totally only speak English. They don't arrest you. Um, and she's totally cool. She's like, nope, you're in the right spot. Yep. Click, bing. Yeah, cool. Um, but I didn't drive, so no uh, no Autobahn for me. Weenie. I didn't have time. No you time. always have time for the Autobahn. No time. Mm. Um, but trains, trains were awesome. Um, you know, when there's 14 different platforms wide and you can get anywhere. Oh, it's great. And then I started looking cause I was like, you know, so my daughter had the opportunity to do a foreign exchange trip next year mm-hmm. and she's elected not to go. And she's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to spend two weeks with all my people from school. I don't like them all that much. And you know, my teacher's not somebody I want to spend two weeks with. I'd just rather go with you. And I'm like, that's fair. I'll, when are you I'll going? Go. Uh, we haven't figured that part out yet. Hmm. But it dawned on me, and I started looking on the DB app, you can get from uh, Amsterdam to London in like four hours. Sure. I'm like, I don't know, you could do that. Sure. And then I started thinking, so then I pull up, you can get to Paris too. Like, well, of course. You can take the train everywhere. Sure. My favorite thing is they don't tell you this. <laughs> You're taking the train from Hanover, Messe, to Schiphol. And you're going along through the countryside, and you're approaching the Dutch border from Germany. Yeah, yeah. And the train will just stop. And you're like, if it's your first time in Europe, you're like, oh, what's going on? Right. Like, this isn't a stop. There's no, there's just canola fields. Yeah. And then the, everybody on the train gets out that runs the train. Yep. And they swap crews. Oh, I and didn't they, even notice that. Yeah. Interesting. And I'm like, oh, apparently we want Germans working in in uh, the Netherlands, and we want Netherlands, you know, Dutch people it's working a union in Germany. Operation. Well, it's, it's you know, people live in different places. Right. Got to go back home yeah. at the end of the day. So it's yeah. it's a union, but it's you know, there's yeah. still boundaries. No, I get it. It'd be funny if you got out at you know, if you stopped at the Minnesota Wisconsin border. If you ever got a train that was worth an ass, right? You know, but yeah, I think the I've the most fun train I've taken was from Milan to Florence. 
Okay. That was 300 kph. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was just on the inner That's city the sound train. it makes, by the yeah. way. Yeah. No technical. ice train for me. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, ice is fun. It'll get up to about, I think, don't quote me, I believe around 200. So you went faster than the ice trains. Yeah. Italy's, yeah. That's bananas. Yeah. I have photos of it. They show the speed in the middle of the thing. Yeah. In the middle of the walkway of the train. That is uh, next level wild. It's fun. I mean, it's not the bullet train uh, out to f- uh, to Mount Fuji or whatever in Japan, or sure. or that one in the what is it the, the Shanghai airport? Yeah, that one's crazy. Maglev. Have you been on that? I don't go to China. Me either. I, I, well, I, I did. I bet they're I bet they're fun and all, but I, if I, I never go back to China, I won't be sad. I did not enjoy China. Well, they've got room to improve. Totally have room to improve. Doubly in things like European toilets. Totally. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you, uh, still find this valuable. Um, you can go, what's our uh, email address. If you got all these people out there, I'd like to see you get some emails. Uh, we're open to interviews, inquiries, uh, topics of discussion and concern. Yeah. It's going to show up when I hit the button. I don't even know what the email address is. It shows up in the such a great producer. (laughs) I'm nominating you for producer of the year. I think it's, uh, I don't know. It's going to come in the outro. It's all good. Hey, have a great day. Thank Thank you you all. And that's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed your time with us, please like and subscribe. Keep the letters coming to automationadvocates at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. The opinions in this show are ours and not representative of our employers. While normally polished, occasionally we might slide off the rails and into the ditch. Forgive us for that one.